Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Local 1696 Word Podcast. All right, if you'd like to contact us, our email address for the local is local1696 at gmail.com. Also, uh, the links and the documents we've talked about in here will be listed in the description for this podcast. Uh, today, we want to share some information with you, the members of Local 1696, concerning the upcoming, ele- upcoming elections and some associated bylaw changes uh, to our Constitution, which will also be on the ballot with candidates. I'm Cliff Burningham, president of Local 1696, and I'm here with Mike Washburn, our secretary and treasurer. Hi, Cliff. Hi, Mike. Thanks for joining me today. And thanks to Chris Middlemiss, who's helping us uh, with our editing behind the scenes. And uh, we appreciate you listening uh, to get some good information about our local. So today we're going to review four different topics with you. Uh, First, we're going to talk about the open officer positions on the executive board and the candidates who have been nominated and have accepted. Uh, We'll share their names with you. Second, we're going to uh, share a recommendation from your e-board on reclassifying one of our e-board positions, the secretary position. Uh, Third, we want to discuss our current dues, how they have uh, been affected by movement within UFA's pay plan. Uh, earlier this year. And this is specific to the entry-level firefighter position, which our dues are calculated off of. Lastly, uh, Mike is going to give us an overview of our current budget of the local uh, to help shed uh, some light and understand um, what he does to to make the budget work for the local as we do our work. So let's get into the first one, elections. Um, First up, I just want to quickly review our annual election cycle and the offices that are set up for election this year. Uh, We usually don't, uh, I think the average member doesn't pay much attention to this until it's vacation draw time and um, you're getting a ballot given to you at draw to to vote. So um, we as a local members and your leaders were governed by our charter document, which is referred to as the Constitution and Bylaws of Local 1696. In Article 5, it outlines the various offices of the e-board. There's nine positions. Uh, and our elections and how those positions uh, cycle. So we hold elections annually. As I mentioned, we do so in conjunction with UFA's vacation draw. This works well for us. Uh, This is a a single time each year when all of our membership comes together over the span of a single week, and it's it's more efficient for us to be able to reach each of you in person. And uh, as opposed, in the past, we used to come out to the stations and um, drop ballots, and there was a lot of... A lot, of, a lot of hours. I got a couple guys in the room here that are shaking their heads that used to help us with that or have helped through the years. So here's a review for, uh, and a, a thumbs down just happened. So we're, we like doing it at Vacation Draw. It seems to work better. So just give you a review um, on our even years, which this year is, uh, obviously, we elect the president, the treasurer, and two trustees. On the odd years, we elect the vice president, the secretary, and three trustees. So the nominees for this year, uh, we did this at November's union meeting. Uh, anybody could be nominated that's good standing with the union. Uh, then they have seven days to accept that nomination. Uh, we did have more folks nominated than did accept, uh, but I'm going to run through the names real quick of those that were nominated and have accepted that you'll see on the ballot. So for president, we have uh, two Steves. We have Steve Quinn and Steve Schmidt. 
uh, for treasurer, uh, one candidate, Mike Washburn, who uh, I, I really appreciate him being willing to to run again and uh, do this work. For trustees, uh, again, we're going to elect two this year. Uh, we have three candidates. We have Michael Kahn, Sean Kinney, and Kiyoshi Young. So you'll see those names on your ballot. Voting will be at Vacation Draw, uh, which is December 10th, 12th, and 14th. So coming up in uh, a little over a week. Uh, we also have designated one day at the Union Hall where you can come for makeup voting or absentee voting. It is Tuesday, December 11th of that week, and the hours are 8 a.m. to 12 noon. So I encourage all uh, members to contact these individuals that, you've, that I've just read off and uh, talk to them about their vision and uh, the work that they either are doing or want to do for the local and uh, encourage you to... All right. I'm going to go on to the second issue, uh, our e-board position. Uh, we're referring to it as the ninth e-board position. So our secretary and treasurer positions over the majority of this past year, 2018, have been staffed by uh, Mike Washburn. And he's been doing double duty. We've been gaining experience and seeing if this is working. We've traditionally had these separate, um, but it seems like it's working. And uh, there's a lot of duties that go back and forth between those two positions. And uh, Mike has given us feedback that he feels like it's it's a good good thing and okay to combine these. So uh, let me give you a little background here. Uh, our constitution dictates that all nine members of the e-board govern the local. I, as the president, cannot rule singularly or on my own. I don't have the authority to do so by our constitution. Uh, your executive board is a team. Um, our all, all nine folks, currently all eight folks, are uh, on duty and very attentive at meeting regularly. Uh, these, uh, the whole team helps me cover uh, all of the meetings that we have that have to do with UFA. Uh, these guys are highly engaged and, and busy representing you as, as the membership. By design, our e-board is intended to have an odd number of members. As you know, as I just said, we meet often through the month. Uh, at times, we have decisions to make. We usually have a good consensus, but should the uh, situation dictate, uh, the odd number ensures that a vote does not end in a tie. So it's important for us to fill this ninth spot. At this time, uh, your e-board is bringing forward a recommendation, and that is that we combine the secretary and treasurer. So that new position would be, or that position would be called secretary-treasurer. Uh, this would be one position, and then we would like to convert the ninth position uh, of the e-board, uh, which is formerly the secretary position, to a new uh, classification, and it is it would be titled the communications director. The communications director will be responsible for developing, implementing, and running the day-to-day -day internal communications with you, the members, and also coordinating and planning any external communication channels when, when needed. Uh, as note, the IAFF and other affiliates naturally combine the secretary and treasurer into a single position to avoid duplication of duties. Uh, we as the e-board are confident that this change will be helpful for the local, will improve our sharing of information and overall successfulness. Mike, do you want to share anything at all on that change or your experience over this last uh, 11, year, 11 months or so? Uh, I would say that the, the new um, proposed position, the uh, communications director makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, over the years, uh, throughout my association with the local communication between 
or I should say dissemination of information out to our, our membership has always been one of our biggest challenges, right? Right. People are, are always curious as to what's going on and what, what the e-board and what the local is doing, and it's hard to get that information out to them. So um, uh, we have lots of uh, ways to do that now, and uh, having somebody that focuses just on that so that they can work with social media and email and texting and, you know, I don't know what all else, maybe super cool podcasts. Yeah, right. right? Uh, that would be his focus, and I think that would, is going to be something that's really useful to our membership as far as um, as the new secretary-treasurer combination. You know, the secretary that kind of fall, would have fallen under his purview in the past, but I think that's a bigger job, uh, getting the communications out, and it makes sense to take the remainder of the secretary duties and just combine them with the treasurer and, and separate those two. Right. And we, we've found uh, over time there are quite a bit of, uh, duties that go back and forth and uh, for example our, our rosters with uh, UFA as far as who's a, a member getting that to the international um, that ties into what you you do with paying uh, per capitas yeah uh, there's a lot of crossover there and so we've you know we've gathered and feel like it'll be pretty smooth it makes sense and as you pointed out you know a lot of locals uh, have always had these two positions combined that and and that's at the state and at the uh, international level. That's the case as well. The position is secretary-treasurer. There's not two positions there. As I've talked with some of the past leadership of the local, they pointed out that they split those two mostly because they wanted to have an odd number of, of people on the executive board for the reasons you talked about before. So I think we're going to be keeping in spirit of what they've done in the past, but yeah. maybe making things more efficient for the way communication happens now. Okay, Awesome. Thanks for that background. Um, so uh, to you as members, we uh, we would encourage you to support this uh, resolution that will be on the ballot and um, allow us to move forward with this, uh, what we feel is a good way to continue governing uh, our, our local. All right, I'm going to now jump to uh, the third item, which is dues. So I'd like to discuss with you the current state of our dues. Um, at the end of calendar year 2015, so it's going back a few years. Uh, a bylaw amendment was passed by you, the membership, and the body of this local. The resolution at that time changed how we calculate our dues. So those of you that have been here uh, a while, you'll recall that um, at, at that time pr and prior, we had a flat rate for our dues. So that year, 2015-2016, uh, as we switched the calendar year, we were paying $37 a month. And there was also a $3 union hall assessment. So most of you will probably remember that our dues were $40 uh, total. Um, year by year, this flat rate method made it difficult for the local to keep pace with inflationary factors year after year. So much so that past union leadership took pay cuts several times to avoid having to raise dues to balance the budget. This dues arrangement was not healthy for the organization. Um, for your information, every two years, we are subject to some level of increase from the IAFF, or the International Association of, Association of Firefighters. So the IAFF is uh, headquartered in Washington, D.C. There are over 300,000 professional firefighters throughout the country that are, that are members through affiliate organizations such as ours. Um, convention was this year uh, in Seattle, and... Uh, Few of us were able to go up there. There's a lot of resolutions that come forward at convention, and some have fiscal notes, usually in the cents, right? Um, but they all add up, 
uh, this year, I think there was close to in the 40, 40 or so resolutions that came before the delegates that were there. Um, so just as I mentioned with the International, we also are um, are affiliate member of the Professional Firefighters of Utah, our state level union. Um, so coming off of convention in 2018, uh, which was May, there was an increase from the PFFU as well due, due to a budget shortfall. So this past year, uh, these just kicked in in September and October, right, Mike? That's right. Um, we have been assessed uh, per cap increases from both of those organizations. The IAFF raised its per cap 95 cents per member, which is pretty large um, from what we've had in the past. Could I just interject, Cliff? Yeah, please. For the people listening. So the per cap is is the term that um, that the, the unions use to uh, say how much each member has to pay in dues to be a member of that organization. So the per cap is how much each we pay for the members that goes to the IFF and to the PFFU or the Professional Firefighters of Utah. Right. Uh, also per capita, right? Is per yeah. cap is short for per capita, so that's how much, as Mike said, is assessed per per individual. So as I mentioned, the international raised ninety five cents per member per month at uh, the convention in August of this year, and the PFFU also increased ninety cents per member per month. Um, these are both really large increases, larger than we've we've seen in the past. Um, the PFFU's increase, as I mentioned, was a loss loss of revenue. So um, I'll speak about that a little bit more in a minute, um, but it essentially was a, is a, a past telemarketing contract that the PFFU has, um, has administered in the past, and then that money has come down to the locals. So let me jump back to 2015. Uh, so the change that was voted in at the end of 2015 and effective January of 2016 moved our dues from a fixed dollar amount to a percentage rate. The rate that was identified was 1.18%. So 1.18% of a P9 S0 entry-level firefighter on the UFA pay scale. So that year, the e-board, as we brought this resolution forward, we did the calculation, came up with that percentage that was as close to our dues uh, as possible. Um, and we actually dropped uh, some cents. So that year, dues went from $37 down to $36.87. So we're just gonna talk a little bit about the dues and uh, the pay plan changes this past year. So in July of 2018, the UFA board approved a 2.5% increase to the whole pay plan. So that's probably familiar to you. 2.1% of that adjust or of that move was uh, market adjustment. So it moved us in the market compared to other departments around us. And then 0.4% was the COLA or cost of living increase. So by the consumer price index that we have agreed on with the board, the CPI this year for this area, uh, this this region showed uh, a 0.4% increase. So those two together gave us a 2.5% increase. So the dilemma we have is the way our bylaws are written currently when, when we made this change in 2015 was we tied it specifically to uh, a, a map dot on our pay plan. So I'm going to read our dues and what you'll see come forward um, in a resolution that you'll vote on and, and we're asking you to support is basically changing this language. So uh, I'm going to read from Article 8, Section 2, which is titled Dues, and it reads, Dues for active membership shall be the equivalent of 1.18% of the monthly salary of a Step 0 
position nine firefighter as listed on the pay scale of Unified Fire Authority. So what you'll see us uh, bring forward as language as we want this to read, uh, or what how it needs to read, is uh, dues for active membership shall be the equivalent of 1.18% of the monthly salary of an entry-level firefighter as listed on the pay scale of Unified Fire Authority. So what we did not envision back in 2015, 2016 was that the pay plan would move and our entry-level firefighters would move, and so uh, it tied our hands to a position on our pay plan that no longer exists anymore. There's no rank that occupies that P9 SC row. In fact, the SC row column has been deleted and the firefighters have moved from P11 S to P11 S1. So I'll talk a little bit more about that um, just, just in a moment, but I wanted to, to cover stipends or the compensation that our e-board receives. And this is uh, just in an effort for us to be transparent. Uh, none of us doing this work are doing it for the money. Um, we're just doing it because it's important work and uh, it needs to be done and we believe in it. So the following are the compensation amounts for the e-board and these are per month. So the president and vice president each receive $250 a month. Uh, the president receives a $100 stipend for cell phone. The treasurer receives $175 a month, the secretary receives $125 a month, and our five trustees each receive $50 a month. So I'm next gonna talk about, a little bit about budget, but past revenues that we have brought in. Currently, the only revenue stream that the local operates on is membership dues. We are discussing and brainstorming other creative revenue sources that may be options for us moving forward. For example, Salt Lake City's local 81 partners with both a local brewery and a coffee shop, and they have designed their own label uh, for both of those products, and then local 81 receives royalties from those two companies. It's a good arrangement. Um, previously, our local has had two other, other revenue streams that, that uh, I've known of in my time. Uh, both of these have since dried up due to economic and societal changes. So one uh, was the Backdraft magazine that most of you will remember that have been around for a bit. This was a joint venture between Local 1696 and Salt Lake City's local, um, known as the Salt Lake Valley Firefighters. Uh, the, it was a firefighter magazine edited by our own member, Doug Rice, um, and was circulated quarterly to businesses and our members. So the businesses would pay to advertise on the backdraft. There were fire-related articles, photos of incidents. Uh, the proceeds from everything that the advertising money brought in was split equally by the two locals after all the costs had been covered. That venture has since been dissolved. Um, w one reason was uh, as media has evolved to online formats, you know, written and print, as we know, just is not what it used to be. The second revenue stream that we have had in the past, and I don't know the exact timeline on how long this has occurred, uh, Mike may be able to help me out, is uh, a telemarketing service that I mentioned earlier, administered by the PFFU. Um, this, amazingly, was very lucrative for a lot of years, uh, even more than a decade. Uh, the revenues were collected at the state union level uh, in working with a third-party telemarketing company. And then the funds were dispersed to each local based on local membership numbers. So how many members we had is determined how much we would get. 
Um, do you probably agree? There's no love for telemarketing in today's world. It's uh, highly unpopular and has, has just gone essentially away. So let's get back to our dues uh, just to finish this up. Uh, if you'll recall, a couple big things happened this past year in 2018 concerning our pay. So one was a big change. It was a cultural board philosophy change of UFA firefighter pay and where that should be. So in the past, uh, the philosophy was that we should be near the top three. So let me tell you a little bit about where that came from. This philosophy uh, came to exist in 2004 when the original UFA board members came together and the UFA was created. At that time, nine fire departments uh, were uh, in place or existed here in Salt Lake County. And the conversation circled around UFA firefighter pay not being the top, not being the bottom, but being near the top third. So that was always interpreted as number three was our target. And that was obviously simple math. Uh, a third of the nine comparables that we were close to here was the number three position. So you, you may recall as well, uh, earlier this year, this would have been in the spring of 2018, as we got into budget negotiations, Chief Peterson expanded the criteria for our comparables um, for total compensated value to, to an effort to be more more total compensated. Um, and this was the criteria that was agreed on by administration and, and the, us as local leadership. So the first thing was we look at all full-time fire departments in Salt Lake County. So again, there's nine fire departments still. Uh, the second thing was other fire departments along the Wasatch Front who serve 60,000 population or greater. And then this last one is really important to us. Um, it was, or it is, other similar fire districts that serve less than 60,000. And the reason that's important is that brought Park City, kept Park City into the conversation, and they are in most ranks the number one position, and we didn't want to lose that comparable. And we had to argue pretty hard with board members on why Park City should be our comparable. Uh, a lot of reasons we brought forward, just their proximity, their similarity to us, uh, how they run, um, and then that really played out in our benefit, of course, and, and the board supported it. So the criteria identified with the 15 comparables, it, once those were established, sounds good, except the problem is when we do the top third or the third conversation of 15, that dropped us to the number five spot, which was going to be devastating to us. So <clears throat> we worked hard and lobbied the board, and Chief was able to help as well. We were able to get the board members to uh, prove that. It wasn't unanimous, but um, we had had the, the majority support and the language changed from being top third to actually being in the top three rather than like I said being near the, the, the top third so I've heard some members say well this is just semantics doesn't really matter we're never going to get any higher than that so here's my answer to that um, this was a significant move that, that happened and we've seen this uh, with our pay plan and it is currently with the entry level it's a move um, that essentially right now, um, from everything I've been able to get my hands on, it's moved our entry level guys to number one. So we went from way down for entry up to number one, and this is because Chief Peterson has been motivated to make us competitive. So obviously the next thing to do now is to work on other ranks and other plan, um, 
your ranks within our within our plan so that we can start addressing it and we're talking about some other strategies within the plan to make this happen along with uh, these strategies with chief so i'm going to jump to um, what happened at the um, again this is the p9 to p11 move and the sc row going away so some background for our newer employees or those that you may not recall um, 2010 was the year that the recession caught up with ufa and hit us and that's when the step zero was created, and it was a negative occurrence. It created a 13th year in our plan. It was originally 12. We added a 13th year on. Everything got froze that year. So in our pitch to the board, we part of our history, and it penalized us as employees, and we wanted it to go away, and the board agreed to do so. So, again, why is this relevant to dues? Um, I just want to come back to the way our dues are calculated. So with the 1.18% multiplier that we established of the entry-level firefighter, uh, these, these improvements in our pay plan have moved the mark. Pretty, they've moved it considerably, and I'll, and I'll talk about those. So uh, July 2018, we increased the whole plan 2.5%. And then with this P9 to P11 move and the S0 going away, that was an, that's another 8.25% in our pay plan with the boxes, each box is equal to 2.75%. So moving that dot in the plan moved it eight and a quarter percent. So when we add up the eight and a quarter and the 2.5, our entry level firefighters have moved in the market 10.75 on our plan. And as that is connected to our dues, our dues essentially um, have moved that much as well. 1.18% of 10.75% increase. So we're, we, we know that uh, this is not easy. Um, it, it is necessary. Um, I can share with you, I've, I've been serving in leadership on the local for um, nearly 10 years, and I want to assure you that any and all discussions we have ever had in my time regarding dues increases are never comfortable and uneasy, and uh, we know it's not easy to ask for more money. Um, I want to emphasize and share with you how important this is for us to be able to keep our budget going, uh, especially in light of the nearly $2 increase that we're already paying out this year to the International and the PFFU. So what does this mean is um, it, this will help us balance our day-to-day -day budget and operate as a local and continue to be effective. I, I want to encourage you to contact any member of the eBoard to have further conversations or clarification. Feel free to reach out to me as well. Um, but what this means for us is, um, as this as this would go into effect, each of us would be paying four dollars and thirty cents more a month, or two dollars and nineteen cents a check, um, as I described on those values. So that's the increase we're looking at. Resolution that we'll have on the ballot is um, to change that language, to move away from that step zero P nine that doesn't exist to that of an entry level firefighter. So I just want to end here real quick, and then I'm going to give it to my, uh, Mike Washburn. Um, I often get members asking, what can I do? How can I help? And um, I often struggle to have things that without eboard position or authority I can give to members to do. But as I was thinking of this, there's two things that I want to invite and pass on and challenge our members to do. So one is our station steward program. Our station stewards are 
our first line of connection in the station. So it's one individual that is identified at the station that the eboard trustees can direct communications directly to. And then in turn, they can share with members and members can share with that steward and then feed it back through the chain of command to the eboard. So where we are right now with bumps again, causing more and more change, we're in great need for members to step up and service station stewards. Uh, our steward list from the bumps 14 months ago is still only about halfway complete. So that's one way I would ask you to get involved and see where you can help. Uh, all of that can be done essentially while you're at work on duty. The second thing is more involvement in meeting attendance from our local. One of my big uh, concepts that I brought into being the president is I wanted to make sure we were communicating better. And I feel like we've, over the last 14 months, as I've served as president, we have regularly struggled to have enough members in attendance at our monthly meetings to even form a quorum and conduct business. So that magic number is seven people. And uh, for the lion's share of this last year, we have struggled to get seven people at our meetings. So I know we're all busy in life, um, but we really could use your help to come out and attend, uh, get involved, and uh, help help carry what we can. And as an eboard, I know the eboard moving forward is going to be more mindful in, in trying to get things passed out to members to, to get our work done. So my last comment is just um, a reminder that we're only going to be strong and the most successful we can when we're bonded together as brothers and sisters. Uh, we consistently hover around 90% membership of all UFA firefighters. I want to urge all of you to stay strong and talk about the local as your local and our local instead of the local. What's the union doing for me? I want it to be what is our local doing or what am I doing for the local? So I thank you for your support. And now I'm going to turn it over to Mike to let him cover some budget. Thanks, Cliff. And uh, on behalf of the membership, after this long year of, of work that you've done as president, I just want to thank you for everything you've done for us and and say that in my close association with Cliff, as I've watched him, he spends countless hours every week. I don't think a day goes by, even Saturdays, Sundays, weekend stuff, when I know that his family would probably like to have him with them. I'm getting texts and emails and questions from Cliff and, and what do you think about this? And hey, this thing is coming up. And he's always right on top of everything. He's given a lot of himself. So thank you for, on behalf of all of the membership, Cliff. Thanks, Mike. So uh, thank you to all our members for listening to this. I'm going to keep my part here as brief as possible. Uh, together with this podcast, there will be a file that is going to show you a basic breakdown of the budget of the of our local. The reason I wanted to put this out is because I think as members, we're all curious uh, what this money goes to and how in the world do we really need $40 a month or, or why don't we need more? Or where, where's this all going? So I wanted to make just a simple document that that allowed everyone to see that. So if you look at this document as you're listening to me, it might make it a little bit easier. On the far right-hand side is a is the smallest column. It's a monthly dues breakdown. So currently our membership pays $42.11 per month in their dues. Of that $42.11, $3 goes to um, the Union Hall assessment. That uh, basically helps to pay the mortgage on the Union Hall, which has about two years left on the on the term, if I remember correctly. That's a, that's an approximation. Uh, after that, our next well, our our biggest expense is um, our IFF 
uh, dues, which is $14.57 per person. And then to the professional firefighters of Utah, we pay $6.81 per person. The FLCIO takes $1.80 per person. So that leaves us a, a total of $15.93 after paying those things for um, per person for us to do all the business of our local with. So now let me direct you to the left-hand side of this document, our monthly expenses. I'm not going to go through these by line item, but just you can see these are the, our, our monthly uh, expenses. So... Um, utilities and the dues and the union hall stuff are all in there as well. So this is, is showing a totality of our, of our monthly expenses. So our total monthly expenses, things that I get a bill in the mail for each month are $11,042. Um, our total uh, gross monthly dues or monthly income. And, and this of course varies a little bit month by month because people drop and people join back up as, as issues arise and, and Wayne, <laughs> but uh, that's about $14,500 per month. So that gives us an, after paying our, our standard monthly expenses, that gives us a, a net monthly income of $3,458. If I multiply that by 12 to show our annual net income, so uh, money is available after paying our regular monthly expenses, then our local has about 41000 almost $500 that we can do um, the business of the local with uh, each year. Now, if that sounds like a lot of money to me. Let me show you where that goes a little bit. So here's some examples of our additional expenses. So when I took over the treasurer position um, about 10 months ago, uh, it was really easy for me to look at what the monthly expenses were, but uh, looking at uh, some of the things that happen only once a year, that was a little bit harder. And so I've been trying to keep a list and and I'm starting to get my head wrapped around that a little bit more, which is important to me because I want to be able to budget effectively, make sure that your dues money gets used efficiently and effectively. Uh, but So here's a, a list of some of those. Uh, the dues increase is the first thing I put on there. So as Cliff mentioned, uh, the IFF and the PFFU both have passed on a dues increase to us. So we've been paying, and it, for the last couple of months, I've been paying that, even though we haven't been bringing in more revenue. So obviously that cuts into... Our, our net funds a little bit, but that's about $8,600 a year for those dues increases. Uh, we have to pay property tax on the Union Hall. This is something that took me by surprise when I got the bill a few months ago. Uh, I, that wasn't on my radar, but that's about $3,900 uh, each year that we have to pay in property tax for the Union Hall. There's maintenance issues that come up with the, main, with the Union Hall this year. We had to replace some gate stuff. Uh, we've had a couple issues over the last couple of years with uh, some vagrants trying to live in the closets on the outside of the Union Hall and breaking in and stealing copper wire and piping and things like that. Also, we pay for uh, someone to spray for spiders and stuff like that. And then at some point, that bathroom's going to break down in there. As anybody that's used the Union Hall knows, I think. Yep. So uh, for maintenance, I'm just budgeted in here $3,000 per year. That could be much more. It could be a little less depending on what happens in a year. Our PFFU convention, every year we... Uh, uh, try to keep delegates there. So we ha we receive education there that's useful to us as a local. It helps us uh, uh, be prepared for issues that are upcoming. We also get legislative updates and whatnot. And then also we uh, conduct business where that's where this uh, dues uh, increase came from, was voted on by the members of the PFFU. Of course, we want to have representatives there so that we can vote for or against uh, important issues. That costs us approximately $3,500 uh, to have the convention that includes lodging and 
and travel and and uh then of course there's a registration fee associated with attending uh we also have every other year the iff convention this year that cost us about sixty five hundred dollars that uh, was sending fewer representatives than were actually allotted but uh but we felt like that was the right way to go to to keep the things within budgetary constraints uh alts training is another thing that comes up every year this is an educational program that the iff puts on so this would be someplace that uh, a new president would go to learn uh his uh duties as a, as a local president and, and to take classes on how to work more effectively with with political leaders and with departmental leaders or for example the secretary treasurer would go to help him understand better how to uh, work with the funds in a pack so that we don't violate uh, tax and election law, things like that. Uh, the Fallen Firefighter Memorial, as many of you know, in Colorado Springs takes place every year. Um, this upcoming year is going to be a, uh, very important to our local because one of our members, Matt Burchett, of course, passed away uh, and, and will be participating very actively in the Fallen Firefighter Memorial this year. And, and every year we do participate in that. And in addition, the local generally um, donates some funds to uh, the Emerald Society, to the Pipe and Drums Band, to defray some of their costs in participating with the Fallen Firefighter Memorial. Um, I, I have on here refreshments. Let me explain a little bit what that means. Of course, usually at our general membership meeting, we have a little bit of pizza, or if it's in the morning, we have bagels or something like that. That, of course, covers that. In addition, uh, once a month, uh, the members of the e-board meet with uh, the assistant chiefs and with Chief Peterson uh, to have breakfast and to go over current issues. This is kind of a an informal format where we can discuss issues that we're having and try to build relationships with them in a non in a non confrontational confrontational. Thank you, Cliff. Yep. Way, um, and we've had a lot of success with that. So every other month, the the local. Uh, uh, provides a breakfast for that. And then on the off months, the UFA does that. We've developed some good relationships because of that. Uh, in addition, uh, President uh, Birmingham uh, meets once a month with Chief Peterson and, uh, and has lunch with him. And they have more informal conversation where they can kind of, just between the two of them, address topics and try to hammer out issues before they become confrontational. In addition to things like that, we we do have some charitable expenses as well. For example, every year, as I mentioned, that we uh, we donate money to the um, to the pipe and drums uh, activities at the Fallen Firefighter Memorial, or as you see on here, Burn Camp. This this year, uh, we provided six hundred and fifty dollars uh, in in funds to uh, in order to provide food for Burn Camp. Many of our members participate in preparing that food and serving it with the with the burn camp participants. Also, the firefighter chili cook-off this year, we uh, provided $250 to um, help uh, provide food for the chili cook-off. Uh, traditionally, most years we have several other uh, charitable requests that the e-board considers on a case-by-case basis and and uh, and based on our budget and on the, the need, we try to help out with those things. So if you look at those, this is just... Uh, uh, that center column is kind of a, uh, a list of um, potential expenses that occur during through the year. And that list of things that I put there, which is by no means exhaustive, comes to $41,240. So if you just compare um, our net annual income and the far bottom left of this document, which is $41,496, that's the amount of money that's left over 
uh, at the end of the year after paying our monthly bills uh, of the middle column, which is $41,240. Those are the additional yearly expenses we have. That gives us an available funds after expenditures of $256, um, which obviously isn't very much wiggle room. Like I said, that didn't even include, you know, sending flowers to funerals and things like that, right, which we also try to do. And, and probably as a dozen other expenses that that uh, aren't coming to mind right now for me, but that occur randomly throughout the year. The point is, is that we're, that we are trying to run a pretty lean program and be responsible with your funds. And I think most people that know me understand that that's the way I, I view this. Um, in addition to this, um, as I became treasurer and have been working, Cliff and I have discussed several times the fact that we would like to save a percentage of our annual budget as a rainy day fund. Um, at this point, we have some very modest savings in the local, but uh, not a whole lot. And it would be nice to be allocating a, a small percentage of our monthly, of our monthly income uh, to a rainy day fund that we could have in, in case of an emergency or something like that. So in the future, that's something I'd like to do. So, the take home from this hopefully for everyone is a little bit clearer understanding of where your dues money goes and also an understanding of why uh, we as the local leadership um, feel like it's important to have our dues linked to that entry-level firefighter pay as opposed to just a flat fee so that it can adjust with inflation and as, as things change, it, uh, it adjusts automatically when we get a raise basically. Um, anyway, I would like to invite anyone that has any questions about this or would like to look at the books in, in much more detail uh, to contact me, and I'd be happy to do that with anybody, help you understand better how the dues money gets used. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. Um, my, my phone is open as well, so please reach out. Uh, be happy to be the first contact, and uh, you're welcome to reach out to other eboard members as well. We appreciate you joining us today to talk about these couple items. Uh, we encourage you to make sure that you pick up a ballot and vote at Vacation Draw this next week or so. Um, we'd really appreciate your support, and we feel confident in uh, the things we brought forward, including the reclassification of the secretary position, um, also this change in the language of our bylaws for our dues, and um, that you hopefully you can see the, uh, the criticalness of uh, these additional funds coming in, just over $2 more a check that you would be paying. Um, but I hope you can see and uh, have faith in us and what we're doing and that we're putting this money to work and accomplishing the mission and goals. Um, and then lastly, just again, a, a final appreciation for each of you, for your membership, your support of us as your leaders, and for the good work that you do for the UFA. Uh, we definitely are at some tough times. Uh, there's always change going on. Um, but I, I know, and I, I said this to a board member recently, I assured him that in spite of all the frustration going on in our department at one time or another, that each of you go forward every single day and uh, put your best foot forward, do your absolute best in serving the citizens. Uh, I believe that uh, completely. So thanks. 